It's in Titus 1 and 11. And I'll go back to 10. Are y'all with me? For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision. That was of the law. All Paul done all his life was have to fight people over the law. They kept trying to hold God's people under the law and wouldn't let them go under grace in the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everywhere Paul went, they come against him and try to keep people under the law. Well, right here, he's telling them, he said, these that represent the circumcision, he said, they're unruly and vain talkers. So people that represent religion in our day, that have just sat down in a form of religion and think they got God bottled up in a corner, these are the unruly and vain talkers that are going to fight the truth and are fighting the truth. They're fighting the truth. I need a little bit of volume on these mains. They're fighting the truth, children. And you look what Paul said. He said, these unruly and vain talkers. Whose mouths must be stopped. Who subvert whole houses. That means they, they turn people from the truth. They subvert. They turn people from the truth. Whole houses. It don't bother people today. When I grew up, you didn't touch a minister. I don't care what he was, who he was, what he'd done of another faith. You didn't put your mouth on a minister. They people don't care. They don't care what they say. They don't care what they do. They don't care who they undermine. They don't care how much confusion. Are y'all hearing me? Don't you go out here and come against the truth. Or don't you go out here and cause confusion and upsetness. The Bible says there are six things that God hates. The seventh is an abomination. And that's he that sows discord among the brethren. Don't come in here and go out and say, well, I got offended. And then you start causing confusion and upsetness. Because I'm going to tell you something. The Bible said Jesus offended many. There's many got offended at Jesus' words. Do y'all not know that in... I think it was in John 6 when he preached and taught on the bread of life. The Bible says many were offended and walked with him no more. Many were offended. The word, true word of God is going to offend your flesh, but it's not going to offend your spirit, man. It's going to feed your spirit, man. And if you're always getting offended and get your feelings hurt, you need to get your flesh under subjection. And fasting and prayer will bring your flesh under subjection to the Word of God. It will. But I'm telling you what I saw. I saw God stop people's mouths. I'm not, I, I need some volume on these main speakers. God's going to stop people's mouths. Y'all listen to what I'm telling you. I know what I saw. But our whole economic, military, Form of government, everything fixing me putting up people. Because I seen terrorist attacks, and I told y'all about this over two years ago. I seen terrorist attacks coordinated, they're gonna hit all at the same time. You ain't gonna be able to get gas, you ain't gonna be able to get food, you may not even be able to go to work. Then use your job for an excuse not to pray and come to the house of God. There may be a times you can't get to the house of God. And God's trying to get us prepared. Because you're going to have to have a faith. That's 
When you get in this, you're going to have to have a faith that's going to stand. It ain't my faith. You're going to have to have prayed something in and prayed that you've got yourself in the place. The Spirit of God can get in you that you're going to be able to stand. You're going to be able to stand, church. Now, I'm fixing to show you what God put in my spirit a couple of days ago. But I got word the other day uh, that a man that was in my revival's preacher called to preach. Been preaching. Just come back from a missionary meeting in Costa Rica, Brother Michael. Just been home a few days and a spirit took him over and he went crazy. I'm talking about under this word, under this faith, under this Holy Ghost. Spirit took him over and he went crazy, tore his house all to pieces. They put him in the mental hospital. Somebody felt sorry for him, come checked him out. A couple of days later, he done the same thing again and then took a gun and killed himself. Took a gun and killed himself. Was in meetings with us out there in Texas. I sent you a voicemail the other day and told you about it. Did you get it? Had his funeral yesterday. I'm talking about somebody that knew the truth, under the truth, had the Holy Ghost, praying, dead. Used to pray with us at night after services out there in Texas. I mean, prayed two, three, four o'clock in the morning. Loved God. But something took that man over. And that's why I keep telling y'all, you're not ready for what's fixing to be released on this earth. You're not ready. We are not ready. And that's why y'all get upset at me if you want to. I keep telling you, you better get in here and pray. I'm encouraging you. I'm trying. This church is built on prayer. It's built on the Word. It's built on the working of the Spirit of God. It's not built on shout. It's not built on shout, children. This is built on the Word and the working of the Spirit of God inside of you to cleanse your heart, cleanse your spirits, and to make you a vessel that God can live in. That's what this church is established on. I can't worry about who's going to get upset with me. For the way I preach or the way the Spirit of the Lord has me speak like I just spoke. I can't worry about who's going to get upset with me. Are people going to get upset with me? Yeah, have they? Yeah. But I'm telling you, when God speaks, you better leave it alone. You better leave it alone. You may not think I know what I'm talking about. You may not think I know what I'm doing. But it's going to catch you. There have been too many words spoken in this church y'all seen come to pass. Too many things God has brought out that has come to pass. And I mean, that spirit took that man over, Brother Michael, and he committed suicide. man about my age, that, I mean, preached the gospel, loved God. Known him to be a man in years past. I don't know what he was into now, because I ain't seen him since 2003. He come to the funeral of a good friend of mine, died. Last time I saw him was at a funeral. Oh, I don't even remember where the funeral was, somewhere in Georgia. Me and my wife went because me and that boy... Well, my daddy brought him in out of the Baptist church. My daddy brought him in the wholeness. And he was the best man at my wedding. Not the man that committed suicide, but the man I went to his funeral. He was the best man at my wedding. And we grew up in church for two or three years together. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, something like that. And I saw this man at that funeral. That's been ten years ago. And you stop and think a spirit that just in a few days can get a hold of somebody. There had to already been something going on. There already had to have been a warfare. Are you listening to me? We're no match. Without the Spirit of God and without what God's doing, we're no match. We're no match, children. 
There's got to be a, a change in people's minds and spirits. And you're going to have to make up your mind. You're going to fight for this faith. You're going to contend for this faith. A contender's a fighter. A contender's a fighter. And Jude said, when I, when I found it necessary to write unto you of the common salvation, when I found that a necessary thing, then I need to write unto you concerning the common salvation. He said, I found it necessary to exhort you to earnestly fight or contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Sister Brenda, the Lord spoke to me about you. This ain't by no means a criticism, but the Lord told me a spirit had been released to separate you from the body and destroy you. And that's why this thing attacks you to keep you out of church. It attacks you to bring this pain in your body and in your spirit and to keep you out of the house of God to separate you from the Word and the anointing. You ain't done one thing wrong. Don't you let the devil tell you you've done nothing wrong. You failed God. You've messed up. Don't you let the devil tell you that. This is a spirit that has attacked you. But it's for your faith. It's for your strength. It's for your overcoming. So you fight that thing. Don't you give in to that thing. You fight it. You, I don't care if you've got to bring you a, a chase lounge in this house and sit out there in the lobby or we'll set it up somewhere. You get to the house of God. You get to the house of God. You fight this thing because this thing wants to destroy you. There's a great visitation of God's Spirit, a great word, a great anointing, a great deliverance coming into your spirit. Don't you let this thing back you up. Don't you let it back you down. You stand firm. You've done nothing wrong. You hear me? You've done nothing wrong. This is a warfare. This has something been loosed. But God's got you. God's got you. You hear me? God's got you. Hallelujah. You're coming through. Hallelujah. We're coming through. If we obey God, we're coming through. If we stand with the Word, we're coming through. If we stay in prayer, we're coming through. We're coming through. But we got to do what God tells us. We got to do what God tells us. God has given us instruction. Amen. God's given us instruction. Hallelujah. Won't you go with me to 1 Peter 4? Turn these monitors down up here, please. Won't you go with me to 1 Peter 4? See, this is why the Lord's told people, you get in the house of God. You get in here in prayer because there's people don't want to come in until after the Sunday teaching. Now they've done missed the prayer. They've done missed the prophecy. They done missed this movement of the Spirit. And there's some of them, they'll come dragging in another 15, 20, 30 minutes probably. And they done missed what God... You don't judge when you come to the house of God. You don't judge and pick and choose what services you get in. Lord told you to get in these services. Every service was important. This prayer of the body's important because it brings us together. This division, this bickerness, this thing got to stop. You hear me? If you don't deal with it, God's fixing to deal with it. I don't care what you think about me. You better get your spirit right about your brothers and sisters. You better get your spirit right about me. And you better get your spirit right about what God's speaking. Because this thing, I've told y'all before, this thing's out of my hands. I mean, God's speaking to me. There, there's things coming up in people's lives. God won't let me pray for this, Pat. God will not let me pray for things that's coming up in people's lives. You know why? They've been rebellious against serving God. They've been rebellious against coming to the house of God. They've been rebellious against th getting things out of their lives. And they want a good life. They want the blessings of God. They want prosperity. They want God to be with them or their kids. They want everything to be just right. But they don't want to serve God. They don't want to serve God. It ain't happening no more. 
Not on my prayers, it ain't. Why? God's dealing with things. God's dealing, and God has spoken for over a year now, or longer, and said, I'm fixing to deal with rebellion in people's hearts. Has he not? He said, I'm fixing to deal with this rebellion. And you're not wanting to come to church, and you're not wanting to get in prayer, ain't nothing but rebellion in your flesh, because your flesh don't want to. He said, Brother Metter, you can't say that. I guess too late, I just did. Well, you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. You better get your feelings on the altar. You better get them prayed through because I'm going to tell you something. The devil's going to do more and hurt your feelings. He's going to destroy your soul. The devil's going to do more and hurt your feelings. He's going to take your soul to hell. He's going to separate you from the truth. He'll destroy you and turn around and destroy your family. See, some of y'all told y'all in times past, you may be the only person in your family standing in the gap for what's fixing to happen. You may be the only one believing the truth and praying and seeking God. Because of your prayers and because of your submission and because of your obedience, God will have mercy on your family. God will have mercy on your family. But if God can't get your attention, can't get you in line, you've opened the door for the devil not only to attack you, but to attack every, every one of your household, attack your seed. You said, Brother Medic, you're too straight. Listen to what I'm telling you. We want to see a move of God. We want to see an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. We want to see a sons of God ministry. We would love to see apostles like Peter and Paul. Would we not? Prophets like Elijah. Would we not like to see that? Would we not like to see a mighty move of God? But yet, we can't get over somebody hurting our feelings. We can't get over somebody. We want to see great moves of God, great manifestation of the Holy Ghost, great deliverance, great miracles, great power, but yet we can't, supposed to be mature Christians, and we can't pray through over somebody hurting their feelings. What in heaven's name has happened to people? You better grab hold of yourselves, children, I'm telling you. You better grab hold of yourselves. Because when things like I've told you all the last couple of weeks start happening, when you start... Uh, when you hear about a bomb going off in your local grocery store or in your school and you're scared to get out of your house to go to the grocery store, reality's going to set in. Reality's going to set in. And then it may be too late for God to get your attention. It may be too late. You know, God told us four years ago, and I reminded you about six, eight months ago, God told us have enough food and water to get us through for two, uh, three to four months. Did he not? And most people's ignored it. Go ahead and ignore it. And that water ain't there to go by. You ain't got a well you can get it out of. You can't put gas in your car. I don't care how much money you got in the bank. This thing's fixing to shut down computer systems. You won't be able to buy food, buy groceries, pay your bills. You won't be able to do nothing. You think the enemy don't know how to disrupt this nation. It knows how. And see, they've planned. Ever since 9-11, they've planned to take this nation down. If they'd have had their way, they'd have stopped our military and our government because they was shooting for the Capitol and the White House, and God had mercy on us. God had mercy on us. They were going to take out our, our Senate, our Congress, take out our leadership at the White House. They were going to throw this whole country. They hit the financial thing up there in New York. They got the Pentagon, but they didn't get it hard enough. And they've been planning ever since. And they fixing it. They, they just about, the Lord told me, they just about got this thing in set 
because they're going to hit the whole nation at one time. You say, you crazy. You hide and watch. You hide and watch. Did I not stand on this platform and tell y'all I, was, I saw something like 9-11? Just weeks before it happened, I sat on them steps right there three days before 9-11 hit or two days before it hit and screamed out, we'll be unto America. Did I not told America her sin's fixing to find her out? God knows what's in your future. You don't know, but God knows. And when God speaks like this, please listen. Please listen. But I'm going to 1 Peter, 4th chapter. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. Do y'all see this? For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. Right there, in that first verse, the Lord said, arm yourself likewise with the same mind. With what? The same mind. Philippians, the second chapter, fifth verse. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He said, arm yourself with what? Same mind. That word arm right there means to equip with weapons. So what God is telling us here, there is a mind that we can arm ourselves with that we can have spiritual weapons. But you've got to do something to get that mind. You cannot let just any ungodly carnality, lust of the flesh, fantasies, deceit. You can't let this stuff run through your minds. And God's people let any old kind of junk, evil, perversion, uncleanness. That's the reason I warn people about all this television watching. Because all you do is sit down and put your mind full of adultery, fornication, lying, cheating, stealing, homosexuality. It goes in your mind, gets in your spirit, and then if you want it out, you got to fight it out. Some of y'all just sit around and think on the most ungodly things. What are you doing? You're entertaining spirits. I can tell you what you're doing. You're entertaining spirits, children. And you will not have a mind of Christ. You will not arm yourself with a mind that you'll be able to fight if you don't start disciplining your mind. Paul wrote in, uh, I think it's 1 Timothy. I can't even remember whether it's first or second Timothy, first chapter. He said, the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You look that word sound mind up in the original Greek. It means a disciplined mind. You've got to discipline your mind. You've got to discipline it. Because all you do is sit around and think on things. I mean, somebody can hurt you and upset you, and you let that thing get in your spirit, you start entertaining it, that thing will consume you. It'll consume you. And what's going on in your mind? Second Timothy, what, 1 and 7? Second Timothy 1 and 7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but He's given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And 
the, the mind has been preached on in this church and preached on and preached on and preached on and taught on and people still won't discipline their minds. You've got to discipline your mind. You can't let anything and everything go through your minds. You can't do it. Not and have the mind of Christ. He said, arm yourself with what? The same mind. Arm yourself with this mind of Christ. Arm yourself with that same mind that was in Christ Jesus. Let it be also in you. But you gotta, you gotta go after it. You gotta go after it. You gotta go after that mind, children. You gotta go after that mindset. Every day. Every day you gotta go after it. Why? There's a renewing every day in the spirit of the mind. Though this outward man perish, yet our inner man is what? Renewed day by day. The only way your inner man is renewed day by day is he has to be renewed in the word and the spirit. He's got to be renewed in that Word and in that Spirit. And you ain't going to get that entertaining confusion, upsetness, hurt, division, criticism. You've got to set your mind on the things of God. For He whose mind is stayed upon the Lord, the Lord shall keep him in perfect peace because he trusts us in him. Isaiah 26 and 3, it's time to arm ourselves with the same mind. Get some weapons you can use against this forces. For the Lord has not given us For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty through God. To the what? Pulling down on strongholds. World, here, in your mind. In your mind. Second Corinthians 10 and 4. Our weapons of our warfare aren't carnal. We quote this, but we don't use them. We quote this, but we don't prepare. The Lord told me the other day, He said, people are not prepared mentally for warfare and what's coming. Y'all remember when I walked up there on that board and I put up PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and the Lord told me people's minds wasn't ready. Your minds ain't ready. Your minds ain't ready because I'm going to tell you, calamity hits. If you don't have the Spirit of God in you, you ain't prepared mentally. You can prepare a soldier for battle physically. You can train him. You can put him through all kind of, they put him through boot camp. They, they, they train them, they exercise them, they condition them, they teach them things of survival, but there's so many soldiers who are not ready mentally when they go into battle of what they're going to have to do, what they're going to see, what's going to happen, that they come out, they come out with traumatized. They come out with traumatized. The devil's you're fixing to get traumatized if you don't start conditioning your minds. You're fixing to get traumatized, children. You say, oh, my mind's conditioned. You better be sure. I'm telling you, you better be sure. You better be sure what's headed your way. Because the Lord told me, people's minds ain't ready. You can get ready physically. You can fast, you can pray, you can seek God. But if you don't get that mind and you don't get yourself meditated on that mind, get your mind stayed upon, just look what we deal with now. I mean, some of the little problems we deal with just blow us out of the water. Some of the little things we deal with just absolutely blow us, slap out of the water, do they not? Amen. Just stress us till we just throw up our, oh, I, just, oh, I just can't take no more. And you ain't been through nothing. That's right. That's right. Ain't nobody beat you for the gospel's sake. 
Ain't nobody burns your house and put you in prison for the gospel's sake. Your wives and daughters ain't been ravished. It's what happened to Christians in the early church. Happening to them overseas. Churches being burned. Christians being put to death. Wives and daughters being ravished. Right there in Egypt. And we think it ain't coming here. What makes you different than them Christians over there? God ain't never said, because you live in America, you won't go through nothing. The churches have taught us we wouldn't. But then why is the rest of the world, why are the Christians going through persecution? You know why it ain't come here yet? Because the way our forefathers passed our laws. But that's fast getting knocked down. You're fast losing your religious freedoms. And the Lord is telling you right here, you better arm yourself. You better equip yourself with some weapons you can fight against. I mean, you think about a spirit that can take a person that has got the Holy Ghost. I mean, got the Holy Ghost. It's supposed to be living a good, clean life. Just returned from a mission trip down in a, a, another country and just in a few days put a gun to his head and kill himself. I ain't talking about a sinner. It is a strong delusion. That spirit starts warring against your mind and telling you things. And if you ain't equipped, you ain't armed. Man, I, I remember the Lord speaking just a, a few moments ago. He said, I will mark your minds. You look that word sealed up in the, in the original Greek. It means to mark. It means to mark. God said, the Lord, the angel of the Lord stood up, I believe in Revelation, said, don't you do nothing now. Don't you hurt the wine or the oil. Don't you hurt nothing now until I have sealed my servants in their foreheads. He said, I'm going to mark you where the enemy can't touch you. Are we there yet? I don't think so. But the Lord's given us an opportunity. He's given us opportunity. What did Ezekiel say? What did Ezekiel see? He's seen the people sighing and crying about the abominations. He said six men clothed in linen. One had a rider's ink corn by his side. And he told him to go through Jerusalem, go through the children of God. And he said those that were praying and sighing and crying about the abominations in the land. He said mark them, mark them, mark them, mark them, mark them. And then when the man with the rider's ink corn had done what he had done and he had marked the children of God that were crying and sighing because abomination, my God, perversion and evil in every form of ungodliness and abomination is in our nation. Ain't nobody upset about it. Nobody's upset about it. Some like 13 or 14 states now recognize same-sex marriage. Disgusting. Disgusting. And our government's passing laws to protect them. You stand up and preach against it, they'll put you in jail for a hate crime. That's where it's going. You stand up in the streets of Rome, young man, preach against homosexuality, don't be surprised they don't slap the cuffs on you and take you to jail, try to charge you with a hate crime. This way they've twisted the laws, twisting them around. Are y'all hearing me? And ain't nobody, ain't nobody praying about it. Ain't nobody praying for God to lift up a standard against it. He said, you better sigh and cry and you better pray about these abominations. He said, because when that man with that destroying weapon came, he said, everybody wasn't marked. Everybody wasn't marked. He said, you begin at the house of God. You begin with the ancients. You begin with the old ministers. You begin with the priesthood. And you go through. And everybody that ain't marked, he said, you kill them. 
I don't, you, you don't spare young, you don't spare old, you don't spare child, you don't spare women, you don't spare nobody. He said, you go through the land and everybody ain't marked. We need God to mark us. We need God to mark us, children. Are you hearing me? We need God to mark us. We need God to seal our minds that the devil can't get to our minds. Well, it's going to take prayer. It's going to take seeking God. It's going to take when your mind starts drifting and wandering on things, it's going to take pulling it back to the things of God. It's going to take pulling it back. Why? You're, a ta- you're, you're, you're taking heed. You're giving heed to seducing spirits. Are you hearing me? You're giving heed to seducing spirits. You're giving heed to doctrines of devils. You're giving heed to strong delusion. When you just let thoughts get in your mind and run rampant, you are entertaining and giving heed. Yes, you are. That's what the Word says. It's exactly what the Word says. I said that's exactly what the Word says. Amen. See if I can find my Scriptures. I know i got them marked. It's just i got so many marked. Hallelujah. I didn't quote him. I might get back to 2 Corinthians. On the warfare. Let me see what I want here. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 1 Timothy. No, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy 3. Brother Harlan, I'm sure what you had to teach was good, but I can't help it. I've got to go with what the Spirit of God is speaking. Y'all with me in 2 Timothy 3? Y'all see what verse 1 says? For the Spirit speaketh expressly. Is that not what it says? Well, okay. Had both of them. Let me, let me get the one I need. That's not where that's not where I want to be. I don't think. Fourth chapter of what? First Timothy. Sorry about that. Put my marker in the wrong place. I'm studying them all. You say, well, they read about the same. Yeah, but I want to bring some things out in four. All right, First Timothy, fourth chapter, first verse. We better. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly. That means the Spirit speaks very plain. That in the latter times. Anybody believe we're living in the latter times? Y'all believe that? I do. Some shall depart from the faith. That word depart right there means to fall away from. There's people departed from the faith. There's people departed from the faith. People you know, you know, I know, every one of y'all, y'all know somebody that's departed from the faith. What does the next thing say? Giving heed. Entertaining, listening to. Listening to, entertaining. Giving heed to seducing spirits. Giving heed to spirits that can te- are telling you you don't have to live by the Word of God. You can break the Word of God and ain't nothing going to happen to you. Just like that spirit lied to Eve. She had been told not to eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So what did the devil do? Persuaded her. With subtlety, the Bible says. 
The devil lied to her and told her, you go ahead and do that. You're not going to die. Because that's what the Lord said, in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Did he not? He told her. Said you, he didn't tell her she's going to die physically. But here she was, created in the very image and likeness of God. The full dominion of God lived in her. Lived in Adam. And somebody with a full dominion and authority of God over all God's creation, the enemy come to him and begin to lie to her and tell her, well, you can go ahead and break God's word. You ain't going to die. God just knows in the day that you eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you're going to be like him. You're going to have all knowledge and understanding. And God don't want you to be like him. And she entertained it. She listened to it. And if y'all notice, everywhere that the enemy approached her, Adam was nowhere to be found. What had she done? She got out of, out of order. She got out of order. She got out from under her head. She got out from under her covering. She got out from under the one that God created to be her head. And she gave heed to a seducing spirit. She gave heed to the doctrine of the devil. And the devil with subtlety easily seduced. When you are seduced, you are persuaded to do something wrong believing you're doing something right. You're, you're believing that you can do what you're being told to do and there'll be no consequence. That you've done nothing wrong. That's what a seducing spirit is. And Paul said, y'all listen to what I'm telling you. He said the spirit speaketh expressly. The spirit speaking very plain. That in latter times, in the last days, some are going to entertain seducing spirits. Some are going to entertain seducing spirits, giving heed to doctrines of devils. Doctrines telling you that you can do things that that word don't tell you you can do. And you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. Amen. And the biggest tool the devil's got with the church right now, the, the devil really don't have to fight the church. He's got 